Hello and welcome to the Fishing Guide Podcast. This is probably going to be the greatest show in the history of the Fishing Guide Podcast because of the lighting. We're at Blue Bank Resort here on Real Foot Lake, and it is absolutely crazy gorgeous. Pretty excited about it. Not only that, I happen to have someone who I haven't fished with yet, and I'm super excited about it. His dad's always trying to get me to go fishing, and now I get to go fishing with Matt. Matt, tell him, uh, tell him who you are, and uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, I'm Matt Outlaw. I'm the father of... I mean, the son of um, Whitey Outlaw. Everybody knows him. Yeah. Um, I'm a full-time crappy guide on Santee Cooper. My guide business is Outlaw, Outlaw Outdoors Guide Service. Uh-huh. So I, I guide year-round for crappy. Wow. That's pretty amazing. So let's just break down Santee Cooper when it comes to crappie fishing. Um, um, you know, is it is it really good in the spring and then okay the rest of the time of the year and then it gets good again in the winter? Um, Santee is an amazing lake. It's it's a big lake. It's an intimidating lake. I mean, oh. I fished on it my whole life, and it still intimidates me. It's it can be it can be the best fishery in the world, but it can also whip your butt. Oh. But it's got world class fish. It's got you know three pounders. It's you know we've got oh. a lot of big black crappie in that lake. Really? Yep. It's um the springtime. You know, springtime is good fishing everywhere, but. Right be honest with you my favorite time to fish it's in the summertime that's the most really? consistent time of the year i mean they're the fish are they're in the same areas that through the whole summer they don't move weather's more consistent then weather's more consistent you know it's hot a lot of you don't have a whole lot of people fishing in the summertime right but the fish are on brush and they they stay there they don't go nowhere they sit right there you can catch them day in day out talk about the brush is it brush that you're bringing in or is it brush that it is like put in by the state how does that get put in there um the state puts in some brush i put in a lot of brush myself and you find mm-hmm. a lot of brush you know with electronics you find a lot right and there's also a lot of structure that's that lace has it's a lot like real foot it's got a lot of natural structure in it so you can utilize your electronics and you can find all the structure you need to find oh i gotcha so um when it comes to fishing in the fall, what happens then? Do they scatter? Do you get some? Um, like right now, they're they're kind of transitioning from their summer pattern to right. the fall pattern. And what they do is, a lot of times they get off they get off your shallower brush and they're moving to deep brush, you know, like twenty, thirty foot of water, and they're right. staging up on. If you if you find brush, deep brush with fish on this time of year, you normally find big numbers. I'm talking about you know schools of a few hundred fish. Wow. Yeah, this time right here, this time of year right here, it really does get amazing, and they start the side, the fish start getting, they start getting thick, they start getting healthy. They're you know they're feeding up, fattening up for the winter time. So they're this is a, a really good time to catch good quality fish. Right, and so uh, are you single pulling? Is it a, pretty much is that what you're doing when you're guiding, or yeah, or does um, it depend on the client? Um, most nine percent of the time I single pole. We we do a lot of casting. Uh-huh. jigs we do a lot of um you know j- you know vertical jigging do a lot of slip cork i mean I, oh, really? I, you know, I utilize slip corks on brush a lot that's easy fishing and it's it really is a very effective way to catch them especially this time of year when the they're congregated on brush let's talk a little bit about slip cork so using tell us the whole tech from the hook to the to the cork to the bobber stop tell us how you rig it up i start off i use a i, I typically use a number four hook number four bait hook uh-huh. and a split shot Okay. You have your cork. I, I like a um, I like a thill cork. Right. Um, 
then you just got your your own bobber stopper. That's right. it's a it's it's simple and it goes back old school, but it's still still a very effective way to catch them. And what do you use them for? Uh, line and uh, your rod. I use a um most time I use a eight eight pound slime line, and I use an eight foot catch the fever casting rod. I gotcha. Let's talk about that slime line. Unless you got something else to talk about a float, we'll go to slime line. What's up with that? That's that's a line that sponsors us and my you know, my dad he um he come out with the the championship edition, which is the super stretch yeah. line, which is a great line. It's got thirty percent more stretch. It's a monofilament line. Okay. It stretches, but not only does it stretch, it also recoils. So you hook okay. a fish on it, it's like putting them on a spring. He can't get off. Right, so that keeps the tension on. It keeps the tension. It, uh-huh. it takes a, you know, crappy's got thin mouths. Is what they call them, paper mouths. It it yep. takes that tension. It, it allows the fish to pull on it. It's like having an extra drag on an extra right. drag. I mean, he. It's like putting him on a spring. He can't. He can pull, but he can't rip himself off. He, right. Once you get the hook in him, he's not going nowhere. I got you. Talk a little bit about your pole oh, length and. If you're one pulling or if you're casting, using two different rods? Yeah, um, normally when I cast jigs, I like a, a six to seven foot precision cast rod. with a, uh-huh. And I normally then I use either a four or six pound slime line. Gotcha. Um, like I said, with slip corking, I like to go to a little bit longer rod. I like to use an eight foot rod and a little okay. bit heavier line, eight pound. And then if I vertical jig, I use a 12 foot jig rod. And a lot of times jigging, I do... I use heavier. I like I like a ten pound when I'm vertical jigging because most time when you're jigging, you're jigging down in the brush, right? And you want to have line that's strong enough to, you know, if you get hung up or the fish gets hung down in it, you can force them out of the brush. I got gotcha. you. So uh, you're one pulling almost all the time. Um, ninety nine percent of the time, I have one pole in my hand. Let's talk about your boat setup. So uh, if the client would come to you and they were fishing. What would they expect when they get in your boat? Um, we, you know, we sit side by side. Okay. Just like, like I always have, and um, you know, I have the live scope up front, obviously. Uh-huh. And yeah, you know, I just pretty much coach them where, coach them where to throw it. You know, right. I, you know, and it takes takes a little bit, of, especially if people have never seen live scope before. It takes them a little right. bit of getting used to them, you know, because the most important thing in when you're fishing like that is accuracy. You know, you have to. You have to hit your target. You can't just flip it out there. You have to, you're actually aiming at an individual fish that you have to flip it to. Right. But this, you know, it takes a lot of coaching, but working through them, that's what I'm there for. Right. And so, uh, do you have um, uh, blades in the back, or or something to slow you up, or trolling motors in the back, like people are doing now to get you to stop that drift um right now i just i just got a new boat so i don't have power poles on it yet they are coming uh-huh. but i do like to use the drift paddles with those the you know if, on brush you don't use them as much but if you're like say i'm open water fishing looking right. for suspended fish i do utilize the paddles a lot you know right. i have my trolling motor on 100 searching and when i see a fish instead of turning the trolling motor around backwards to slow down i'll just put the paddles down and that that slows me down enough to get where i need to get talk about wind Talk about wind, because I'm guessing Sandy Cooper, every once in a while it gets a little windy. How do you work around when you're taking people out and and catching crappie with the wind? Um, Santee's big, and uh-huh. the wind is a is a huge. That's the really the most important factor you have. That's really. Um, you have to you have to watch the wind, and the good thing about it being so big is 
that there's so many areas that you can fish to get out of the wind. Right. So it's very important. I, I always, I always watch. I, I don't, I don't ever commit to my guide party and where we're going until the night before, because right. I always like to look at the wind the night before, uh-huh. and that that determines where I'm going fishing the next day. Because there's some areas, you know, if you got a north wind, there's some areas you can't fish in a north wind, right. and it's, it's, you know, you you get, but you, like I said, it's so big. There's a lot of places you can move around and get out of the wind as well. Right. So let's talk about zones because. The depth of water that you're fishing in, how does that change in the seasons? Um, you know, when you get in, the, the start with spring, yeah, spring. Um, you know, the spring, your fish are going to be, you know, they're going to be moving in shallow. Your your males, right. obviously, your males, they're going to go to the bank first. They're going to make the beds. Your females are going to be sitting out in a little bit deeper water. Okay. Until the time's right, then they go in and they lay their eggs. And once they lay their eggs, they're gone. They come back out and they sit out in that deep water. Your okay. males, your males are gonna stay on the bank until the eggs hatch. Then they'll ease on. Then you get into, you know, the springtime's good fishing. It, it, anybody catch them in the springtime. Then right. my my favorite time is after the spring. It's when the summer comes. Right. The summer's the, like I said earlier is the most consistent time to me, especially for black crappie, because they when they get done with the spawn, they go back out and they sit on brush, and it's not just deep brush they'll sit on shallow brush when i say yeah. shallow brush you know some of it's in five foot of water wow you know five and you still uh-huh. got you still got fish that's gonna be sitting on brush in 30 foot of water they'll be in you right. know they'll be everywhere but they'll be on they'll be on structure and they'll stay on that structure i got you and like i said they'll stay on it all summer they won't go nowhere they'll, they'll be consistent no matter how hot it gets right then you get into the fall and like i said they'll your shallower brush they'll leave it and they'll move out and deeper and they'll sit in that They'll be congregated on the deeper brush, and this is this time of year when you really can see huge numbers of fish. Like right. if you got brush in thirty foot of water this time of year, you might pull up on it, and there could be four or five hundred fish sitting on that one brush pile. Wow! Then they stay on they stay on that until about January. Then they start. You still have some fish that'll be on the brush, but they start easing off, spreading out, and they're getting ready for the. Sp- for the springtime again, and then right. the whole pattern starts over again. Do you chase roamers out oh, yeah. in and the, the shad that are out there? I love open water fish. is probably my favorite way to catch them. Tell them about roamers. So we can tell you that in case you don't know a roamer is, it's usually a crappie that's following groups of shad, and they're goodens, right? Oh yeah, they're they're good. You see that in the you mostly see that in the winter and okay. spring in the springtime, and that not. They're not always just chasing shad. Sometimes they're just right. sitting out there, they're just sitting still. That's when they're fun. When they're sitting, you go out there and you find them, and they're just sitting dead still. Yeah. When they're when they're sitting out in the open water, your the the bite rate is so much better because you think about it. They're they're sitting out there for a reason. They're sitting out. They're not just sitting out there. They're sitting out there because they are feeding. Right. So if you get that jig in front of them, you have you have a much higher success rate of getting him to bite versus if he was sitting on a piece of structure. So what kind? What what's your rig? What's your setup for catching roamers? What's your lure? I'll, lure color. I, most of the time, I like casting jigs. I use a sixteenth right. ounce Rockport Rattlehead. Yeah. With a um, cra- with a crappy monster jig. The color. It isn't really that important to me. I do yeah. like I do personally like something that's got chartreuse in it. Oh, all right. But it's most of the time it's the biggest the biggest thing is. His profile and putting it in front of his face. That's the most important. Accuracy is the most important thing. Yeah. What kind of profile are you using? Um, 
anything. You're not using like tell them like not a curl tail grub. I don't like a curl tail grub. Yeah, I like more using. of a, a straight tail. Okay. Thing, you know, all right. Something that's got it's got action, but it's not. A, it doesn't have a huge amount of action. I don't. I don't want to. I guess I don't want to overpower it. I just want something. I like a more subtle approach. Right. But the, like I said, the biggest thing is actually if they're sitting out in the middle, you put that jig on them, you have a very good chance of getting him to bite most of the time. And what's the distance you're usually casting to then? Um, the furthest would probably be 40 foot. Between between the 20 and 40 foot range is what I like to do. Uh-huh. I, I will do it closer, but 20 and 40 foot is a good. It's, that's a good range. That's a good. That's a good cast, and I'm pretty accurate at that cast. Uh-huh. All right. Well, that sounds good. Uh, that takes us to Tackle Time. Tackle Time sponsored by Pico Lures. Of course, they make a complete line of hard and soft baits. They even have Vanguard Tackle now, which is uh, terminal tackle, which includes everything from tools to clippers. They got snail hooks. They got everything that's like that. So uh, you can check them out on picolures.com. Hey, if they wanted to go fishing with you, much like I get to tomorrow, don't be jealous because I got my camera. I'm still working. But uh, how would they contact you? Um, they can call me on my cell phone, which is 803-413-8236, or they can message me on Facebook. My Facebook page is Outlaw Outdoors Guide Service. And where, like, what town, like, where's kind of the location that they're going to have to to um, find lodging at? Um, the town of Santee. And we, we do, we do offer, we do offer lodging at, at oh, my dad's right. place. And we do, yeah, we, um, for people that's coming out of town, we do offer lodging as well. And, well, um, give it a, give it a plug. What's the name of it? Well, it's, 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 just... it's, it's associated to my business. Okay. So uh, if they contact you to get yeah, lodging con- and a guide. They contact me to get lodging and a guide and you know, it's, it's actually staying at my dad's place, so you get – he actually cooks supper for you and everything, so you I get – I was going there. I was wondering, hey, do you cook? So you don't cook. No, I, I, I just cook. fish. He handles <laughs> the cooking. I like that idea right there that I'd rather do that. I'd yeah. rather – I'd rather come home and eat tuna out of a can and fish an extra hour than come home and cook someone a meal. That's right. So uh, that's good stuff. So that's uh, that's pretty awesome because now they they can get it all there. That's right. So that's that's really good. They come there and stay, and um, I pick them up in the morning and we go fishing. Yeah. So they're getting the best of that deal. That's for sure. Hey, like I always like to say, make sure you keep your hook sharp and your lures in the water.